Welcome to the 1% Club. If you guys want access to all my MMA plays and tell exactly what I'm doing, make sure you join the Discord by clicking the link in the description below. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the 1% Podcast. We're here to do our weekly thing, uh, recapping UFC 280. Sorry, I'm a day or two late. Just got back from uh, Costa Rica. Vacation was awesome. If you guys follow me on Instagram, amazing, amazing stuff. Went ziplining. That was scary as shit. 200 feet up in the air. Ridiculous. Anyway, listen, I got to watch uh, UFC 280 from an infinity pool in uh, Nayara Resort, Costa Rica. Beautiful place. Let's dive. Use code Kraus20. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't have a code for that. I don't have a code. If you need a, if you need a built tee, I got you. Code, uh, code is uh, Kraus20, but I don't, have a, I don't have a Nayara Resort code. I wish I did. I'd be going myself. Uh, let's start it right off. Uh, Bilal Muhammad, Sean, uh, Sean, Brady, Sean Brady. Oh, man. I, listen. Uh, I'm going to tell you when I'm right. And I'm going to tell you when I'm wrong. I thought this fight was going to be a lot closer than what it was. And I wasn't 100% sure of what was going to happen. But one thing I did say was one of my best plays of the week was the, was the over in this fight or the fight to go the distance. And, buddy, I just could not have been more wrong. Bilal, I just think this guy's on a mission, you know. Like, and, and he said this already. And he is not wrong. He's beating guys on, you know, seven fight streaks, 15 uh, fight streaks. He's, he's fighting the top, the elite of the division. He's taking the long road. And I think because he's doing that, man, I, I don't know. Where do you go with this guy next, Podge? Where do, where, who do you match? Pull, pull, can, we pull up the, can we pull up the division? I know, I know we're a little, a little behind here. But let's pull up the UFC welterweight division and see where we would put Bilal Muhammad next because there's a lot of fun stuff to make for him. Uh... He's got to be getting close to a title shot, right? I mean, he has to be. Right now, he's sitting at number four. You got Covington and Shamayev, which number two and three seem to be matched up. You got Usman and Leon matched up. So it seems like if he wants to fight anywhere in the near future, that he's going to have to fight down. The next three in line are going to be Burns, Jeff Neal, and Stephen Thompson. Neal and Thompson are, are booked. I think Burns is booked with Masvidal. Man, he just fought Brady at eight. It doesn't make he beat Luke. He beat Brady. It doesn't make any sense for him to fight Romanov. Uh, dude, he's sitting and waiting. That's that's the only play for him. I'm not trying to take the spotlight off Bilal here at all, but do you really think that Colby's going to fight Kamza? Yeah. Why not? Why not? I don't see it. I don't. See I mean, it. has he shown a has he shown an uh, a fear of fighting people in the past? Like I can't think of a time where he's accepted a fight. And didn't follow through with it. I mean, he fought Usman twice. He fought Masvidal. I mean, uh, I don't know, you know. I called it, um, I don't know, a few weeks ago where I thought, you know, the winner of Brady and Bilal was definitely going to end up fighting uh, Colby. That's kind of how I saw it. And then I think at the time we were expecting Shemayev to go up to 185. Yeah, yeah. I just don't know if I actually, I don't know if I actually see Kamza and, and, and Colby well, happening. I just... If you are correct in that in that regard, if you're correct in that regard, that Covington is not going to fight him. Muhammad has been asking for that fight, so that would make sense that the number four guy fight the number three guy, and uh, winner of that would get the next title shot if you take out the number two guy Covington because Leon and the number one guy Usman are already going to fight again. So that would make a whole lot of sense. 
that makes sense. If you if you're correct in Covington not matching up, then then uh, Muhammad is the next guy for Shemaev. I feel pretty confident about that. So, uh, man, there's a lot of good stuff. If I'm Bilal Muhammad, I'm gonna sit on my couch and I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait and I'm gonna see how the division plays out and see who gets hurt and see who how everybody else looks and uh, go there. I, I I think there's a lot of good stuff for Bilal. And listen. I like this guy a lot. He's just a good dude, man. He's a good dude, and I, I love seeing good dudes do really good stuff, and he is crushing it right now, and I could not be more happy for him. Uh, Sean Brady, also a fantastic human. I love watching him, too. I really enjoy both of these guys, uh, watching them on a professional level and on a personal level, two of the best guys uh, in the sport. So I'm sure Brady... What did you think of the stoppage? Uh, I thought it was a little early, but it seemed like... It seemed like uh, Listen, I understand it because a referee's job, you can never stop a fight due to time, right? Like, you're not supposed to not stop a fight just because there's short time left. So, like, if, if there was three minutes left in that round, would you be upset with that stoppage? No. Not even close. Yeah, it's just because of the short time, right? I, I, I feel like it could have been one or two more punches. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we could have been one or two more clean punches, but it seemed like... Bilal had his number. You know what I mean? It seemed like even if even if uh even if he wouldn't have stopped it, it seemed like Bilal's momentum was just carrying. You know, obviously we don't know that, but uh man, Bilal was landing. He looked fantastic. Best performance of his career by far, not even close. So, man, good, good job, Bilal. Man, props to you, bro. I'm excited to see what's next for that guy. I hope it's Kamzat. That's the fight he's been asking for, and I'm with it. Uh Man Infurio versus Caitlin Jukagian. <laughs> this fight is a prime example, a 100% example of just because a play doesn't win doesn't mean it's a bad play. So what was the line on Chukagian by decision? Plus, two plus 280. Plus 280, plus 285. And that fight goes to unanimous decision. I do feel like we were one takedown away from winning a, uh, you know, a plus 280 dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because you make that play doesn't mean it's a and it loses doesn't mean it's a bad play. I would make that play ten times again over, and I bet if they fight again, that line is going to be adjusted massively, 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 massively. So anytime that you can get, you know, to me that was a coin flip fight. I said that right, coin flip fight, and I think it showed. I called it how I saw it. And anytime you get a coin flip fight and you can get one of the fighters by decision at plus two eighty against two fighters that typically go to decision, I mean. You got, I would play that again. If these gals fought 10 times, I would play that same play 10 times over again at that same line and and maybe even less. So uh, great fight. I just felt like that takedown at the end for Furio solidified the round. I had Shukagian winning that round until uh, the, the the takedown came. So you got you got to understand that. You got to understand just because you lose a play doesn't mean it's a bad play. Feature fight? No. Damn, this is such a stacked card. Dariush Gamrot. Listen, going into this week, I really, really, really liked Gamrot a lot. I believe this guy. I think he's got like an endless gas tank. And uh, I don't know why I keep disrespecting Dariush. I really don't. I don't have a reason for it. You know what I mean? Like, Makes you feel stupid every time. You, every you know time what I think it is? I, I didn't realize this, but I feel like he's just – there's two things that come to mind. It's like, one, I feel like he's old. He's really not that old. I think he's like 33. He's not old at all. He just looks old. And – uh the second thing is I keep going back to that Drakkar close fight. Like close was winning that, I, you know, I feel like he was doing really good and, and Drakkar is really good. So, you know, I'm not, that's not a disrespect to him, but 
you know, if, if Drakkar and Gamrot were to fight, I think Gamrot would win that fight. I think he'd out-wrestle him. But, dude, I got to I gotta be completely honest here. Dariush has looked absolutely phenomenal lately. And call me crazy, but I believe he called out Oliveira, right? I think so, yeah. If they fight, I'm taking Dariush at plus money. No doubt. No doubt. I, I've told you guys, I love Oliveira. I love everything. I just, I'm going to sound like such an asshole saying this. I just don't think he's as good as everybody thinks he is. I don't. Like, you can't keep getting dropped every single fight. Like, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you, I think he was matched up stylistically very good. Gaethje, Poirier, Chandler. None of those guys can hang on the ground with him. So even though they hurt him, they can follow him down. They still can't, you know, if you fall him down, you're in trouble. Dariush is not afraid to grapple with him. Like, I, I don't think Oliveira's grappling is, like, so insane that Islam can't touch him. Dariush can't touch him. Like, dude, these guys are going to get on top of him. And if Dariush gets on top of him, he's not, dude, Oliveira is not going to do anything to him. He's not. I, I just, I, I'm, listen, if these two fight, I'm taking Dariush at the plus money. I, I got to think that he would be plus money in this fight. I'm taking that all day, all day long, all day long. And twice on Tuesday. He looked fantastic. And I just don't, <laughs> I've had a couple fighters just do me dirty in the past like this. And Dariush is, I, I, I'm about, uh, you know, you, you have fighters that you auto fade. You know what I mean? Like they just don't. And then I have some fighters that I just stay away from. And he's about to be one because I, I continually disrespect Benil Dariush. And I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I am sorry. You've made me look like an idiot so many times now. He is incredible. He looked so fantastic against a tough, tough opponent. And Matsu Gamrot, I just, I don't, dude, I hope we see Oliveira and, and Dariush. I think Dariush is going to be a big problem for a lot of the guys in that division. Uh, and I think, I think he beats Oliveira. Call me crazy, but hey. We'll go into my predictions here in a little bit, but I've been on a little bit of a streak lately. I, I, I know I missed this one, but uh, I do feel like he's going to take that one. All right, co-main event. Uh, nope. Feature fight. Jesus, what a card. Sean O'Malley, Peter Yan. Podge, what do you think? Who, 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 who took this fight? My untrained eye scored it for Peter Yan. I did as well. I did as well. But this fight is a perfect example of how the scoring system is not flawed, but it's it's uh I, I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna vomit what I'm about to say. Round two, I think we can all agree Peter Yan took that round, right? I don't think there's any discrepancy there. I think the problem is is because Yan dominated round two, and rounds one and three were close. In our brains, we just assume that. Yawn took the whole fight, right? Because he took two, and that wasn't even close. He, 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 uh, he took two, no problem. And one and three was close. So in our brains, we cancel one and three out, and two was a, was a domination. So we give Yawn the fight. But if you score that fight properly, we're talking about damage, and we're talking about duration, and we're talking about round by round, that was not a robbery. That was not a robbery. And... Watching it live, I did score the fight for, for Jan. I, I'll just be honest with you guys. I did score the fight for Jan. But this is not a robbery. I'm telling you guys right now, this is, this is anything but a robbery. You guys got to be able to understand the difference between a robbery and a close fight. This was a close fight. I did score it for Jan. Watching it back, I scored it for Jan again. But you cannot be upset at a Sean O'Malley decision. You can't be upset 
at a Sean O'Malley decision. It's just what are the judges looking for? And I know as of late, the judge have, judges have really been on damage. That's been the thing. And if we're talking about damage, Sean O'Malley caused more damage and it wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. And I did say this. We can maybe we can reel this because the Islam reel is going viral right now. Of my prediction on that, but I said Sean O'Malley would look really good in a loss. And although he didn't lose, I do feel like the majority of the people thought he lost. This fight went exactly how I thought it was going to go, but I thought that Jan would get the nod. You know, I thought that Jan would squeak it out, and I thought he would add some too much pressure. He would get the takedowns, and uh, you know, he would. I thought he was going to hurt Sean a few more times than what he did, but man. Stylistically, that is the best matchup for, for Sean O'Malley in that, in that elite of the division, for sure. Man, I don't know how they're going to do the title with, uh, with Cejudo coming in the picture. I know they guaranteed O'Malley a title shot, but it now seems like they're kind of going back on that, and now they're going to give Cejudo the, the shot. I'm, a, I'm on the Sean O'Malley bandwagon. I'm with it. I think he's incredible. I do think Aljo is a nightmare matchup for him, though. A nightmare matchup for him. I think he's one of the worst matchups in the division in the division for Sean O'Malley. I really do. I really do. And dude, but who cares, man? Sean is living the dream right now. Sean O'Malley, I have a guy at my gym. I'm going to tell you guys a story. I have a guy at my gym. I'm not going to I'm not going to give him I'm not going to name him because he will never let me hear the end of this. He said like a year ago that Sean O'Malley was going to be in the he could beat anybody in the top 5. And I, dude, I called him so stupid. I said, dude, you are so dumb. And I just could not be more wrong, man. O'Malley looked really good. His improvements have been there. He's incredible. I think stylistically he's been matched up well. Even in this fight, I thought he was matched up well. Pod, you can replay the reel or whatever. We talked about this. I said Sean would look incredible in this fight. I just didn't think he was going to win. Uh, but, man, he's got it. He's got the, He's got what it takes to hang with the elites in that division. I do think the grapplers are going to give him some problems like Devashili, uh, Aljo. You know, I think the, the, the better grapplers, the better wrestlers in that division will give him some problems. But, dude, you match him up with another striker, he's going to be a fit for any of those guys, man. He's going to be a fit for any of those guys. But that was not a robbery. That was a close fight. And, uh, you know, I, I, think, I think Sean O'Malley deserves all the credit he's getting. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a huge O'Malley fan now, and he has earned my respect. You know what I mean? Like, He's, I think he showed everybody that he's just not, he's not a, uh, he's not just a marketing tool. You know what I mean? The dude can fight. The dude can really fight. And, uh, man, he looked incredible. Incredible. Uh, co-main event, Aljamain Sterling, TJ Dillashaw. Aljo, you know, I don't know how much stock we put in the shoulder. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, obviously the shoulder was a thing. It was a really thing. But I just... Dude, Aljo looked really good. I thought, you know, I thought he looked, I thought he looked really good. And I don't, I don't know. It's so hard to tell, you know, how much of the shoulder. Of course, TJ's shoulder was out, and it was, you know, it's it's a problem. But I thought Aljo looked really good. He, you know, he caught that kick, was getting into the takedown. And I told you guys, if this turns into a grappling match, Aljo's going to dominate this fight. And I know he had a in a shoulder injury. Uh. But I, what am I supposed to, you know, what are we supposed to do? We're just supposed to discredit all of Aljamain's hard work and his look because there was an injury? I just can't do that, you know what I mean? I thought Aljo looked really good. He was doing all the right things, and it's just a tough break for TJ, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know, 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh Aljo, you know, oh he got lucky, you know, because I'm not gonna do that. You can't discredit the champion because there was an injury. The injury, you know, it's not his it's not his fault. It's not his problem. There's been calls that what TJ did was super selfish for going in there, kind of knowing that the shoulder had popped out numerous times, and you know maybe he took a title shot away from someone of else. Of course it's selfish. <laughs> yeah, it's a, but you're fighting for the world title. Listen, there is nobody on this planet Earth that was in TJ Dillashaw's position that would have done any different than what he did. If you guys, if you guys take a second and you step back and you look at the scenario, Dillashaw says, you know what? I'm going to let this pass me by. Cejudo comes back. Cheeto Vera is there. Now you got Sean O'Malley. You know, Peter Yan's always knocking. Dude, if he didn't take this fight, he was minimum one year from a title shot if he ever got another one. You know, he may have to fight again. You know, it's just... It made no sense for him not to do that. And of course, like, could somebody have had a better chance to win the title? Yeah, absolutely. But dude, he is a fighter, and I have so much respect for him uh, as a as a as a competitor because there was no uh, quitting him. You know what I mean? There was no quitting him, even with one shoulder. He's still trying to finish the fight. He's still trying to move and stop takedowns and still find his way on the ground. He's still trying to compete. Uh, wanted to fight. There was never an ounce of quitting him. And anybody from the outside looking in saying otherwise doesn't know this sport, you know. And uh, I, 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 what are you supposed to do? He's supposed to go sit the bench? You know what I mean? No, he's not going to sit the bench. None of these guys, none of these guys in this position would have been like, you know what? I'm going to say, and he's getting older too, man. He's getting older. He's going to have to have another surgery. And I think he knew that. You know what I mean? Like if his shoulder, they said his shoulders came out like 20 something times in camp. Dude, he's going to have to have another uh, surgery to fix that. He's out another six months to a year. He's how old is he? I mean, he's got to be in his mid thirties, right? He's thirty six. He's thirty. Guys, the the clock is ticking for this dude. I'm just telling you, he he probably would if if he didn't take this title shot, he's probably never gonna see another title ever again. And uh, you know, I don't want to discredit him. I think he's one of the most skilled guys on the roster. I think he's incredible. I just if you don't do that, you don't know what's coming, man. You don't, you you have no idea what's down the chute. You know, it's just I I don't blame him one bit. I think anybody in the same position that he was in would have done the exact same thing. Those guys can wait, man. They're like, the title's gonna go on without him. You know, there's there's so many guys battling for that. You got O'Malley, you got Cejudo, you got Cheeto. You got three guys banging on the door right now, banging on the door. So I and I'm I'm sure I'm missing somebody. You know what I mean? So like, there's three guys like at the door, knocking hard. Do you really think Cejudo just slots back in? There? Dude, I didn't think so, but it seems like it, right? It doesn't seem like those guys are going <laughs> to... You know, Dana was talking about Cejudo just sliding right in. I, 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 I didn't think so, but man, it sure as hell seems like it. Sure seems like it. If I'm O'Malley, I'll sit it, man. I'll sit it. Uh, if I'm O'Malley, I find another guy in the, you know, the top 10 that I want to you know, beat up or whatever and... Uh, it's just with the bottleneck in there, I feel like it would be a bit ridiculous to bring Cejudo back in. Like, you know, because there's so many guys that are queued up there. Obviously, Morale will never fight Aljo. You can write right. that one off. But, like, I mean, you've got Cheeto there. You've got O'Malley. Cheeto, O'Malley, Devashili. Dude, I don't know, man. I, you know, I don't think they'll ever fight each other. But, dude, if Aljo starts running through that division, you think Devashili is just going to sit there at the number two spot the whole time? I don't know. I could be wrong. There was there, there was whispers that you know, and there, you, you kind of hear this often enough, and it never, and sometimes nothing ever happens. But apparently, Aljo is really hating the cut at the minute. Yeah, uh, he's huge, bro. He walks around at like one seventy five. He's massive. So if he's hating the cut, you know, maybe that'll open up the door for Marab some way down the line. I'm sure, like you know, 
that's probably a conversation that they've had. You would think, you know. And and listen, he would do just fine at one forty five too. He would do just fine at one forty five. Uh, lastly, main event, man, Islam Mahashev versus Charlie Olives. I don't know what else to tell you guys. I told you he was going to make it look easy, and he did. The fight went just how I thought it would. Like I said, no open mat shots. He's going to come into the body lock. He's going to get get the fight down. He's going to have a hard time passing the Oliveira's guard, but when he does, it is all kinds of problems, all kinds of problems. I uh, I said he was going to make it look easy. He did. I don't. You know what I mean? Like, Islam is going to be really, really tough to beat for that division. Uh, pull, pull up that division for him. Pull up lightweight. I think stylistically, he's just a tough matchup. He's in a he's a, a great grappler in a division of strikers. It seems like you know. Yeah, Oliveira, Poirier, striker, Gaethje, striker, Darius, Darius. I won't even say anything. Probably the probably probably the best challenge that he yeah. has. Chandler could be problems. If you can anti-wrestle, you know what I mean? If you can anti-wrestle this guy, Chandler could be a little bit problems. Fazeev, he'll he'll take Fazeev down. RDA, he'll take him down. Gamrot, nope. Armin, nope. Turner, nope. Demir, no. Nope. Like, there's some good guys. Like, Demir's good. You know, Armin's good. I just don't... Like, he's already fought Armin. You know, he already beat Armin. You know, I know Armin took down a short notice, but all these guys, like Dober, Stryker, Ferguson, you know, whatever, Connor, Stryker, Hooker, Striker, Demir's a good wrestler. Jalen, striker. Armin's a good wrestler. Gamrot's a good wrestler. RDA's good wrestler, but prim- uh, predominantly a striker. Fazeev, striker. Gaethje, striker. Poirier, striker. Chandler, striker. I know he's a good wrestler, but yeah, it's just he's a good grappler in a division of strikers. You know, it's just I think he matches up really well with the majority of this division. I really do. I really do. And he showed he showed against Charles that you know under pressure he's got hands. It, it, I have to say, his striking did look a little bit untidy, but when he clipped him, it was, you know... His striking... Uh, dude, listen, you don't... I, I, I don't want to say it looked clean because there was some times where it didn't look clean, but, dude, you don't have to have clean striking to be a good striker. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Explain that to me. Yeah, so, like, um, I'm trying to look through this division here. Like, I wouldn't classify Gaethje necessarily as a clean striker. You know what I mean? He's very good. Don't get me wrong. It's not, but like when you watch him, like if a boxer were to watch him strike, it's not like they're they're probably not like ooh ah. You know what I mean? Like they're probably like Hooker. Hooker isn't. Uh, he's got a weird stance. He's kind of throws stuff from like Ferguson. Ferguson, great example. Tony Ferguson. He is anything but a clean striker. He's like sprinting stuff in, but dude, he knocks people out. And you know, as of late, not so much. But you guys understand what I'm saying? When he was in his prime. He was he was smoking people, you know what I mean? Like he w- he was definitely not what I would consider a clean a clean striker, but he is he is a good striker, you know. And uh, you don't have to be overly uh, clean to be good. And everything that Islam does is to get into the clinch anyway, you know what I mean? He's trying to clinch you, and he's tra- he didn't even take a shot. I don't know if you noticed that or not. He didn't take one single shot that whole fight. First one, Oliveira pulled guard. The second one, uh, Islam body locked him. Like it was like some kind of clinch takedown, right? Like. Islam's going to be tough to beat, man. He really is. He's going to be really tough to beat, but I could see one of these strikers maybe uh, anti-wrestling him and clipping him. You know, somebody like Chandler. I could see Dariush doing it. Dariush's takedown defense looked absolutely freaking ridiculous, man. Absolutely ridiculous. Gaethje could be a problem. Could be. Poirier could be a problem. You know what I mean? Like, all these guys could be problems, but there's nobody on this list that I'm like, oh, 
that that's the guy that's gonna do it. You know, we're talking about the wrong guys because he's obviously already it's it's pretty much set in stone, right? That he's gonna fight Volk. Yes, yes, and we'll. T- I'll be completely honest with you. I think Volkanovski is a tougher fight for him than any of those people I just talked about. I think Volkanovski is an extremely difficult fight. Uh, low center of gravity, very very good takedown defense. What can we can you pull up his? See if it has it on. Just click on, uh, scroll up to the pound for pound. See if you can find uh, Volkanovski's uh, takedown defense. See if it just shows it on the on the web. Dude, his takedown defense has to be absurd. Yeah, his his takedown defense. We just looked it up seventy three percent. But you know, one of the things that, that 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 I don't think that talks about is not only the takedown defense, but his ability to, ability to get back up. I bet his get back up ability is even higher than seventy three percent. You know, I'm trying to think of who took him down, like. I think Mendez may have got him down a couple times, but dude, like, I, I, who's taking this guy down? Somebody comment, leave me a comment because I can't remember. You know, leave a comment below and tell me who who took him down because I can't remember and I'm not gonna go back and watch all the fights. But I'm sure Mendez. Uh, I don't know if Ortega took him down or not. I, I, well, it, I guess it depends on what you consider a takedown. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anybody's like double legged him or body locked him. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like. Maybe from like front headlock, a guillotine, pull guard, a roll, you know what I mean? Like some crazy transition like that. But dude, that's that's insane. It's 73% is, is is extremely high. But man, his get back up is incredible too. So I think Volkanovski is a tough fight for him. I really do. I don't know if it's the opening line, but the, the current line on Islam is minus 360 over Volkanovski. I, I naturally just want to lean that there's some value on that. <laughs> I really do. I think Volkanovski is a way tougher fight than what people think, man. I really do. Volkanovski is, it's, dude. I'm trying to think of the, I'm trying to think of the last person that even gave Volkanov, Volkanovski some problems, dude. Like what he just did to Max was absurd. And like if you look in that division, it's like Max is here. The rest of the division seems to be here, and then Volkanovski is like, it, it's just so absurd. There's a lot of man. The one thing that I love about these these big cards is it kind of just mixes things up right and and we there's a lot there's a lot going on you know there's a lot going on if you would have told me that sean o'malley is the number one fighter on the planet at 135 i'd tell you you're stupid you know what i mean if you told me that dariush is a one fight away from fighting for a title i told you you're stupid there's just it's dude, if you would have told me that aljamain sterling 10 aided tj dillashaw and then finished him in the second round i would have told you you're stupid you know, it's just, it's crazy, man. This sport, this, and I think this is why we love the sport so much. You know, I think this is why we love the sport so much. Anyway, another profitable week in the Discord, guys. Uh, jump in, man. Make sure you guys are getting that in. And I, I will say that the community was absolutely nuts on Saturday. Whenever I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. I think we had, uh, you know, five to 700 people at any given time online talking in there. So I would get on there and, you know, it'd say, you know, 675 people on you know it's anyway another profitable week i think we're going on two months in a row pretty crazy man we're we're, uh we're crushing it right now make sure you guys get in there make sure you guys get involved in it and i think the best thing is once you guys get in there is comment be a part of the community it's 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 a lot of fun you know ask the questions even if you're in the free section man even if you're in the free area ask the questions have fun be in the conversation it's only going to lead to uh to, to more knowledge for you to to, to take to the bank. So make sure you guys join the Discord. Link in the description. See you guys next week.